First Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, and then page 142 in your books. Page 142 in your book. First Corinthians chapter 13. <laughs> you know they you know when they, you know in, in Bible college they they teach you uh whenever you you know you're getting ready to preach you always repeat the 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 everything you know cuz nobody listens <laughs> so you know they they tell you okay you say 1 Corinthians 13 and then you say it again and then you say and then you could always turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 you know but you have to say it different ways and yeah, you repeat it, and, and then people still say, "What? where are you at? <laughs> All right, page 142 in our notes. And uh, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get started. Dear Lord, we are, again, thankful for the, the uh, time together tonight. We're thankful for uh, your love and for the Word of God. And we ask that you would um, speak to our hearts through your Word. And uh, help us to walk with you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I know we have some visitors with us tonight, and and uh, I'm uh, we are we are going through a discipleship book, um, and it has been a, a great encouragement to us. Uh, we're probably what about halfway through the book, maybe, you know, roughly about halfway through the book, and and uh, we've been just taking our time going through, seeing what God has for us. Um, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit in our lives and uh, how the Holy Spirit works and so on and so forth. Um, my wife's got a book for you, so there you go. Page, page, page 142 in the book, uh, and uh, you can follow along with us. <clears throat> but last, the last time uh, we got together, wasn't last week, it was week before last, we talked about the difference between grieving and quenching the Spirit. Um, what is somebody tell me what the, what the difference is? What is it? What does it mean to grieve the Holy Spirit? Okay. 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 All right. Anybody else? Huh? To not listen to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Okay. So, what does it mean to quench the Holy Spirit? Charity? Okay, no, literally, literally means to pour water on or, or to extinguish the, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, then, and then, okay, the book only has those two characteristics. We went a step further and we talked about searing our consciences. Um, uh, anybody want to talk about that? Any, I know Rick and I had some conversations afterward. But what happens? What happens when when we burn ourselves, and it, and after it heals, okay, we we lose feeling, and when we continually quench the Holy Spirit, eventually our consciences get to the point where we have lost the feeling, and we have the the, the inability to hear or listen to uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pick up near the, the, the bottom of uh, page 142. It says, The fruit of the Spirit is evidence of His transformation in our lives. The, the incredible blessing of the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, excuse me, blessing of the Spirit-filled life uh, is that the Holy Spirit transforms our lives from the inside. Uh, it begins to show in some very specific ways on the outside. Uh, give me some examples where God has worked in on the inside of your life, but then it has it has been evident on the outside. Oftentimes, uh, it it will manifest itself in in various ways. Give me some examples. Yeah, personal examples. Okay, so right. So it, it started in the heart, and it came out. It was evident through your through your speech. 
Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, someone else. What? Yeah. Yes. Right. I'm not the quiet mouse in the corner. Well, right. <laughs> it made me have to more hold in the Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Yes, sir. It's freeing, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 really, it's extremely freeing. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was, I think, more forgiving myself right. um, than it was forgiving him. It was understanding him. Right, yeah. Um, and it's, it's been an eye-opener for my life. Amen, amen. Anybody else? Yes. Amen. Amen. See, when, as the Spirit works in our lives and He works from the inside out, it, it can transform our lives. And sometimes those, those things are evident in the, in, the, in the language that we use. Uh, for me, uh, it was the alcohol use. Uh, it was, I mean, it was a lot of things in my life. I had a, I had a horrible uh, a mouth as well. Uh, and as God started working on the inside, those things started started fixing themselves. 
and, and they do. And then, but then there are times when the Holy Spirit works in, uh, and 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 it's in the forgiveness and the and the working through things. Oftentimes that people don't see, but it's still transparent on the outside. And yes. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's go back to the book. Uh, his work shows up in many ways that are uh, referenced throughout the New Testament, but in Galatians uh, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, uh, we have a uh, succinct. succinct. I knew that word. I just couldn't get it out. Thank you. Uh, a succinct list. Um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now, again, I want to... I wanna, We've talked about this in the church uh, many, many times, but the word fruit is what? Singular. Singular. It's not plural. So if we have the fruit of the Spirit, every one of these characteristics is going to be evident in our lives. It's not, it's not the fact that we can pick and choose and say, okay, I don't feel like having... Uh, 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 meekness today, and we'll talk about these things here in a minute. Uh, or, you know what, I, I'm going to walk with God, but I'm going to be hateful in the meantime. Okay, you can't do that. Okay, if you're going to if you're going to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit, all of these things are characteristic, <clears throat> and none of them are verbs; they're all nouns. Why? Why is that important? What does a noun do? Okay, it's a person, place, or thing. It's a, it is a noun describes, right? Well, an adjective describes. Okay, excuse me. But a, a noun identifies. Okay? So that's the word I meant to say. Um, so it does not necessarily, a noun does not necessarily show action. It, it, well, it, well, yeah, no, no, necessarily about it, but it, it yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. I drove, I drove my English teacher crazy in college. Okay, just saying, to the point she, she wanted to just kick me out. So, um, okay, so let's, let's go ahead uh, and it, here in the book. Uh, he has all of these characteristics listed out. We're going to go through them. It says, uh, as these uh, qualities known as uh, collectively as the fruit of the Spirit uh, continue to develop in your life, uh, they are evidence that the Holy Spirit is at work. Let's consider each of them briefly. So let's go ahead and uh, work our way through these, and we're going to talk about them. Uh, the first one, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. The Bible says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity uh, envieth not. Charity, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, do you see all of these other characteristics in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 under the heading of love? The long-suffering, the joy, the peace. Yeah, pretty much. The word love here, anybody, okay, there are 
three different Greek words used for love in the New Testament. Does anybody know which of the three Greek words the that well in here in First Corinthians it's the word charity, uh, but any any of any of you understand know which of the Greek words uh, charity or love is here in First Corinthians thirteen? Agape. Why is that so important? Okay. Okay. For those, for those that loveth not God, knoweth not God, for God is love. Agape. Agape love is the only, out of the three words used in uh, the Greek for the word love that we translate the word love to, uh, is the only one that comes from God. So if we are going to love agape love, where must it come from? Okay, so knowing that, let's read these verses again. Because as we read these verses, the word charity and love can be interchanged because it's the Greek word agape. Uh, uh, verse 4. <clears throat> uh, uh, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity vaunteth not itself or excuse me, envieth not, of uh, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Okay, let's just stop right there on that one. That's an impossible one in our flesh. But with God, all things are possible. Verse six: Rejoice not in rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, and endureth all things. Now, in reality, can we bear all things in our flesh? Okay, we can't. Now we can bear. A lot of things, but there's no way in the world we could bear all things without God. There you go. Believeth all things. You know, oftentimes when I have to intervene in relationships, be it in marriage relationships or, or any kind of relationship, <clears throat> I would say, this is just my opinion, I don't know, but I would say by far the majority of problems in relationships are a breakdown of trust. Where, where someone in the relationship fails to trust the other person. Am I right? Does that, does that sound about right? And <clears throat> here we're told to believe all things. I've sat in counseling sessions with with husbands and wives and uh, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends and 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 friends who have been friends for years and and all kinds of relational scenarios and they and and I hear the statement often I don't trust him or her any longer and what do you think my reply is? Anybody? It doesn't matter what you think, but God tells you you have to believe them. We just read it. Believeth all things. Because when we have a breakdown of trust, it is ultimately a breakdown of love, is it not? And I have sat in I have sat in counseling sessions with 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 friends and with husbands and wives and they and they say and I say hey it doesn't matter if he or she says that they didn't do this 
then you have to believe them. Love is a decision. It's a choice that we make. And, yet, and, and I have people say, well, I don't care what the Bible says. I can't believe. You know what? Then I have nothing more to say here. Because I can't help you. Now, oftentimes, the other thing I can say this in relationships, oftentimes the trust or the lack of trust I, I by far is over a misunderstanding and has little or no fact to it. And very often we get angry, we get upset over things that <clears throat> are totally not true. We are commanded to believe all things. And to be perfectly honest, we can't do that within our own strength. Only God can help us do that. Believeth all things. And then the last one, hopeth all things. Or, or, or no, hopeth and then endureth all things. That is agape love, my friend. And that is one of many parts of the fruit of the Spirit. Can we pick and choose how much we want to love? No. If we are going to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit, it has to be agape love. The second one. The Holy Spirit produces joy. Turn over to John. <clears throat> John chapter 15. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Joy. What is what when you when you see this word joy here uh, <clears throat> in Galatians uh, chapter five, right? Yeah, Galatians, huh? But I know that, but as the fruit of the spirit, we see the word joy. What do you think of? And then we just read it. We just read it here in 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 John chapter fifteen that your joy may be full. What do you, what do, what does what does that word joy mean to you? I'm sorry. Being happy. Okay, you're on the right track. Okay, no, you're you're on the right track. Okay, contentment. Okay. A anybody else? Okay. Okay, it, it literally means to be in a state of rejoicing so that you are constantly rejoicing in what God is doing in your life. How often does that happen? Those of you that have kids, probably doesn't last very long. <laughs> no, but seriously, our joy... I, my pastor, my pastor of 20 years, <clears throat> used to make reference to Christians that are, are I, let me rephrase that, believers that are always angry. Do, do you know somebody who claims to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and they're always yeah, that would be a good word, cantankerous. He, he, my pastor used to say, "Oh, they were, they were weaned on dill pickles." <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know. I mean, do you know somebody who that they just don't have the joy of the Lord? 
They walk around with a frown on their face all the time. And they're just not pleasant people to be around. They're not exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. That's what this word is. It doesn't mean that you have to walk around and just be happy. No, that's that's no, we no, that that's that's not it. Exactly. Uh, Candy? Oh, old smiley, yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one. Uh, the Holy Spirit produces peace. Uh, John, uh, chapter 16. Uh, somebody want to read verse 33? Who wants to read it? 16, 16 33. There you go. What do you think the word peace means based on this verse? Okay. The word literally means to be tranquil or to tranquility in the midst of chaos. Explain that one. You can't, under, you can't explain it. But that is one of the elements of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, peace that passeth all understanding. Have you, have you ever met a believer who is going through an incredibly difficult situation, maybe a physical or a death or, or, or something some catastrophe has taken place in their life. But yet there's a peace about them. That's the fruit of, yeah, the Beverly's. I said that about Peter, the verse right before it talks about how you had a garden arm with chains and he was asleep. Yes, you're sleeping. And the angel had to kick him. I mean, he was going to be—he was going to be beheaded the next morning, and he's sleeping on the floor next to two prison—two two prison guards, and he was sleeping so soundly that the, the angel had to kick him. Wake up, stupid! Okay, now we're going to get now. Now these first three, yeah, okay, love, joy, peace. Now they're going to get a little difficult, and like these are easy. Okay. How about the Holy Spirit produces long-suffering? Okay, there's a definition here of long-suffering. Long-suffering is the ability to suffer long with other people or situations. It is patience or endurance. I, I looked it up in one of my uh, cross-reference books, and this is, this is basically what it says here. Long-suffering is patience uh, uh, patiently enduring pain inflicted by someone else. Now, what does what does the word? Well, l- let's turn over to Second Timothy. Second Timothy. <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter two and verse three. Somebody want to read that? Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Long suffering. Now <clears throat> I want to be careful here because I don't want to be misleading. But it's important you get a hold of this. Is long-suffering and, excuse me, and patience the same thing? No. No. Okay, why why do you say no? Okay. 
Okay, that's that that's a good way to to put it. Okay, um, the word. Okay, okay. Any anybody else want to? Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, just be. Okay, okay. Okay. What? 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 Anybody else? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jim? Right. Right. The word the word patience almost carries with it a a sense of relief that I only have to wait so long. Do they grow up? You know, but long suffering, long suffering doesn't doesn't have that. It, it is a forbearance. It is a it is a uh, a word that just really bugs us. Yeah. Yes. That's how I look at it. That's how I that's how I define the the two, if that makes sense. Yes. See, we can have patience within the flesh, to an extent, but to be long suffering is part of the fruit of the spirit. Now, my wife my wife has has claimed that I am much more patient than she is on certain things. But I have a breaking point too. We all have a breaking point. But to be long-suffering is to exhibit the characteristic of the Spirit of God at working in your life. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Long suffering has the, the tendency to give the idea that it's going to be a continual process. Yeah. That's why when Jesus, you know, when I, I think it was Peter, was it Peter that came to Jesus and said, "How many times should we forgive someone?" And until seven, until till seven times. No, 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 no. He said until seven times. And Jesus then said, no, until 70 times 7. Okay, what was he saying? Peter, I think it was Peter, said, okay, how long do I have to be patient? And Jesus said, no, you need to be long-suffering. Yes. Right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, let's go on, move, move on to the next one. Turn over to 1 Thessalonians. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 2. The Holy Spirit produces gentleness. Gentleness. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Someone read verse 7. Okay, so gentleness. Uh, anybody want to take a shot at this one? Okay. It carries the idea. Anybody else want to take a shot at it? Okay. Okay. All right. Another word we could use is the word benevolent. Okay, uh, gentleness, benevolent. Um, we we tend to think of this word wrong. There's another word that we're going to talk about that we tend to think about wrong. But what what do we tend to think in? If I were to describe Larry, for instance, as being gentle, you would think of a weakness. Right. I mean, that's that's how 21st century English has has treated this word gentle. And and you would you would say, okay, I I, if I used it to describe Larry as being gentle, you would almost think he was weak and 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 almost sissified, if you would. But that is not this word at all. Uh, In fact, there is a there is a unspoken strength within this word gentle is there anything uh, um, anything weak about a mother nursing a child no absolutely not that is actually a sign of what strength patience patience long suffering now hey I can't I can't speak to that you'll have to talk to the women about that one Okay, I can't speak to that one, but it is it is not a sign of weakness, and we tend to we tend to look at that word gentle and think, you know, not not too good of things about it. But that's not this word. Tenderly cares for, and 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 uh, so so please don't don't think that word in the wrong context. It, it is. Something that is dependent on you. You know, the, the picture of the, the nurse, the, the mother nursing a child, uh, you, you know, that, that child is dependent on the gentleness of a mother. And, that, and there is strength in that. Okay, next word. <clears throat> uh, Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. Okay, the next word. The Holy Spirit produces goodness. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. Somebody want to read this one. Amen. Okay, so goodness. Uh, somebody want to take uh, a gander at this one? What it what it means? Okay, you do it. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I want to address something you said because you said when you started that doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
you know, that's the, what the golden rule, right? Okay, now at, at the core or at, on the surface, that sounds good, right? But what is the problem at the core of that statement? It's a it's really a selfish statement, is it not? No, no, I, I know that's not I, I know that's not how you meant it, but that's but that's what I'm saying. But goodness should and, and you ended it well because you said doing these things and not expecting anything in return. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay, sir. Yes. Okay. Go for it. It does. It does. Okay. Right. Right. Patricia, did you have your hand up? Squirrel. <laughs> It would be. I don't care it would be. Okay, I love you. Right. It's that for all men. Right. But, but, like it says, especially unto that who are of that awful assembly. Right. So, to our fellowship, right. yes, we are going to be good and loving and kind to everybody. But there is a certain act of service, like as we say, that we're going to do for one another. Right. Okay. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Um, my question is it goodness to, no, say, a friend when you see them doing something wrong? You mean, <laughs> well, you don't want to, you don't want to facilitate. I mean, it, you, I yeah, no, you don't, you definitely do not want to facilitate wrong actions. Right. So, there, there could be argument if you truly love someone, you, you do not help facilitate that. So the, the key, ooh, oh, I forgot I was standing down here. Yes. It does say when we have an opportunity. Right, if right. If you look at the very first part of the verse, it says, as we therefore, yeah, sorry, as we have therefore others. Right. So I, I, would, I don't want to say, Right, 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 right. Well, exactly, I think, exactly. I think what you're trying to say is basically what the verse says. If we are supposed to show goodness in the 
in our communities. We are supposed to show the love of Christ in our communities, no matter who they are, draw men. But even saved. more so to the ha- our church. Right, 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 right. So to saved or unsaved people, we are going to be kind and good and, and nice. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right, Brandon. But yes, to, to all the world, saved and unsaved, we're going to be kind and sweet and nice. Okay. Not necessarily okay. Right. Yes. I think the simple part is um, when it says the Holy Spirit produces goodness, just a increasing and greater desire to be charitable physically, emotionally, and spiritually within every area of our lives, every interaction. Okay. Question. This is what month is this at Grace Baptist Church? It's peanut butter month. And we just about split the church last week. Okay? Okay? Now, question. Is that a good act for our community? Yeah. <laughs> the peanut butter charity. <clears throat> okay. Okay. September at our church, we collect peanut butter for the local food bank. So that's what we're talking about here. But last week we got into the, we got into this heated discussion between crunchy or smooth, Cre- creamy or creamy or crunchy. Yes. So we got yeah we got this big we got anyway. So and anybody who's right with God understands crunchy's the way to go. Okay, that's it. So anyway, so. My my point is this. How, how many of you brought peanut butter since the 1st of September? Well, let me rephrase that, Cassie. How many of you have bought peanut butter over the last... Okay. Now, how many of you did it because the church is collecting peanut butter and I need to buy peanut butter to bring to the church and you bought it quote unquote in the in your flesh. Yes. And my my hand my hand is up too. That's why I did it. Okay? Because it was expected. So Okay? So, let me define this word for you. Okay? Because we can do goodness. We can do good works within our own abilities. The word goodness here takes on a completely different meaning because it literally means, I'm going to read it to you guys, so I step back up here. It is generosity that springs forth from the heart. So it goes 100% to motive, not act. Do you get that? <laughs> there you go. As God gives you opportunity, acts of kindness that spring forth out of your heart are fruits of the Spirit, are, are fruit of the Spirit. Fruit. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, because Bob told me this. Um, I, I may not get it totally right, but I, I want to say it so that people on the, on, online can hear it. Um, after church, near the end of church, most of you, that were here this morning saw my dad get up. My dad was not feeling well, uh, and he ended up going back to the restroom. and And Bob Bob went back with him to make sure he was okay. Obviously, I was a little busy, um, but by the time church was over, he was coming out of church, and he said, "Oh, he says I'm okay." My mom and my aunt took him home, and my aunt decided to drive instead of my dad, and. She was driving very, very slowly. Anyway, Bob and Candy realized when they saw him that they realized who it was. So Bob decided to follow them home. 
And I'm glad that he did because my dad couldn't get out of the car. And Bob was able to help my dad in to the house. Now that, if, if Bob did it with the right heart, that is exactly what this word is about. I hope he did. I am, you know, okay. We know Bob. So, so that is a, that is an, that is putting this word into practice. That is exactly what this word is about. Okay, next word. Uh, The Holy Spirit produces faith. Okay, Uh, Luke. Luke chapter 17 and verse 5. The Bible says in verse 5, it says, And the apostle said unto the Lord, Increase your faith. Our, our, excuse me, our faith. Okay, increase our faith. So what is faith? It is obviously part of the fruit of the Spirit, but what is faith? A substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? <clears throat> I, 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 we could be here for, for two weeks on this one word. Okay? But let me just tell you, it is, it is, it has the idea, this, this word carries the idea that you are relying on the Lord. That's what faith is. That's a very simplistic definition of this word that you are relying on the Lord. Your faith, your, your reliance is in Him. That's what this word is. Okay, next word. Uh, <clears throat> we're almost out of time here. Uh, is meekness. This one, boy, this is going to take a while. Um, meekness, uh, he, the definition that he gives here is not weakness. It is strength under God's control. Uh, it is yielding our way to God's way. Matthew, huh? It is a good definition. Uh, turn over to Matthew uh, chapter 5. And uh, Brandon, could you turn to Titus chapter 3 too? Matthew chapter 5. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hurry. Somebody want to read uh, Matthew 5.5. 5. There you go. Brandon, do you have the other verse? Titus 3.2 To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing, showing all meekness unto all men. Okay, now, this is another word in, in 21st century English that has taken a beating. Okay? Uh, again, uh, picking on Larry. Why am I picking on you tonight? Uh, but again, if, if I were to call Larry meek, what would the next word in 21st century, what, what would we use? Mild, meek and mild. Isn't that how, when that, okay? Oh, he's just so meek and mild. So what, again, this word would indicate weakness. But are we told then to be weak? And, and I like his definition here. Meekness is not weakness. If anything, it is that inner strength. Christ himself was meek. Was he a wimp? No, he was not. I mean, Christ had that. It, it, this word meekness talks about that inner strength that a, that a person can have. And where, where does that strength come from? It comes from, I believe, a confidence in an almighty God the Holy Spirit. And we're told to be meek as part of the the fruit of the Spirit. Anybody want to add to that quickly? We're almost out of time. Well... Um, yes, sir. I always associated, well, here recently I've associated it with the, 
Right. It is for me, I try to exert that through ways like, okay, God, how do I do this? I see where I am, I see where we need to get to, but how to get there correctly. I, okay, I always I always in my mind picture meekness uh, uh, defined by one of our former presidents. Definitely not our current president. Okay, how many of you remember the the statement, "Walk softly, but carry a big stick"? <laughs> okay, so what what is what what does what does that statement imply? It is a it is a quiet inner strength that everybody around me knows. You don't cross the line. Because if you cross the line, it's all over. But you don't have to draw a line in the sand and say, don't cross the line. Everybody knows there's a line that you don't cross. Yeah, restraint is a big part of it. Like Chris was saying, it re- restraint is a huge part of this word. It, it, and there is, there's a humility about it, right. Yeah, yes. The Bible gives us an example. Jesus in the temple was a money changer. Exactly, yes. And that's the only example you need to look for. Right. Okay, last word. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the Bible produces, uh, or excuse me, the, the Holy Spirit produces temperance. Temperance is the opposite of excess. It is self-control or a disciplined life. So, just saying, meekness and temperance go hand in hand. You can't, you cannot have meekness and not have self-control, because self-control is a huge part of what meekness is all about. First Corinthians, <clears throat> uh, chapter nine. And then we'll be done. Somebody want to read verses 23 and 24. Rick, you want to read those? Well, just read all the way to 27. Yes. This I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that this is run in the race, not all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Every man that striveth for the mastery of his name, temperate in all things, and that doeth to obtain the corruptible crown that we have not Okay, he, he says here in verse 27, and I keep my body, what? Under subjection. Okay, that's temperance. That is the ability of having self-control. <clears throat> uh, any questions about the, 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 the words uh, put forth in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Those all together. Now, can a person be filled with the Spirit and not be patient? 
Okay, can I be can I be filled with the Spirit and not be patient or long suffering? No. I'm not going to lose my salvation, but I'm not going to be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit will still be there, but I won't be filled with the Spirit. Spirit controlled. Yeah, that that would be a probably a better term. Yes. Okay. So the key here is this. Now. As as a human, am I going to struggle with some or all of these things? Amen. Okay. All right. Now now you guys might, but I hey I've I have attained. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there it went. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my point is this. That's why it's called fruit. Of the Spirit. It would. Be easier to prove, not the it would. Then we, we could pick and choose. We could pick and choose. But we can't. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for the work you do in our lives. And Lord, I just ask that you would guide and direct in our lives, that you would help us, grow us to be more like you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.